This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. On September 18th, 1895, Daniel David Palmer possibly performed the first chiropractic care over in Davenport, Iowa. The question looms, was this chiropractic's origin story or just another myth that would later be found to be inaccurate? This reminds me of an event that occurred 15 days earlier revolving around a football game and it involved a 16-year-old quarterback. Welcome to Fantasy Football Origin Stories, where each episode is a journey back in time to explore the unique experiences of some of the coolest and most influential people in the fantasy football industry. I'm your host, Arnie Chapman, also known as the Football History Dude. Now, I love fantasy football, and I want you to come along with me to explore the yesteryear of the armchair gridiron. So hop on board my DeLorean, and let's get this baby up to 88 miles per hour. This time to step off the DeLorean, the date is September 3rd, 1895. We are here to watch what was thought to be the first professional football player, 16-year-old quarterback John Brawlier from Indiana College. He was here to accept $10 and some expenses to play a football game for the hometown team. It was believed that he was the first professional football player for decades. But later on, a ledger was found that is now considered Pro Football's birth certificate. This certificate proved that Pudge Heffelfinger was actually the first pro football player, on record that is, because he was paid $500 to play, well actually it was $500 and some cakes is what the, the the ledger says to play one game for the Allegheny Athletic Association on November 12, 1892. But what does this have to do with fantasy football? Well, let's flash forward 140 years to 2023 where football has become so popular that <laughs> an armchair game with people just hanging out on their phones are played by fans in rural conversations of family gatherings, work functions, maybe even enemies of the state, of the nation, of their own selves. It doesn't matter because fantasy football, the great equalizer, something that back in 1892 when Pudge Heffelfinger was paid $500 and some cakes to play a game, he knew nothing about. Or even when John Brawley was there in 1895, September 3rd, or 15 days later, when Daniel David Palmer possibly performed the first chiropractic care over in Davenport, Iowa. But what does this have to do with this week's guest? Well, this week's guest is no different because Dr. Kevin Murray is a chiropractor by day and he's a fantasy football commissioner extraordinaire by night. Well, and day and the weekend and everything else. Now, Kevin is deeply involved in all aspects of fantasy football, including his own site, Fantasy Football Unlimited, which is, well, let's just say the least, an incredible fantasy football directory and so much more. Now, one of Kevin's claims to fame is that he won the ESPN contest of Commissioner of the Year, and that gave him so many more opportunities after that. We'll, we'll get into that in the interview, though. But before we get into the interview, I got to ask you, you know what? 
I'm going to tell you, make sure you mash that little subscribe or follow button on your podcast player of choice. That way you get the hottest, freshest off the press episodes, well, each and every week. And if you want to learn more about this podcast or our other guests, there is a website dedicated to this show. It is at fantasyfootballoriginstories.com. But now that you've completed your homework, let's get into this interview with Dr. Kevin Murray. Let's go there. I mean, looking at the back there, obviously, you got Barry Sanders, Jerry Rice. I mean, two of the most prolific stat, you know, guys in the in the history of the NFL. But like, so take me back to your first memory of playing fantasy football. Yeah, so I start, first started playing in about 1995. So growing up, you know, as a kid, I was obsessed with 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 sports from the earliest age. I just, you know, I, everything was sports. I mean, I didn't play. I didn't play with toys unless I was simulating like a sports game, right? I didn't, I didn't watch cartoons. I was watching Sports Center. So, I first, you know, I first, uh, my first, the first season that I really remember, you know, really being in tune with was 1985 with the with the Bears. You know, it was such a exciting team, right? There's so much personality, and so to dive into football for the first time, kind of with that squad. Um, it really kind of had a huge impact on me. And then, you know, obviously the legacy of Walter Payton was, was a big deal, you know, just learning about football. And then that obviously gave me some appreciation for the running back position. And so as soon as, um, you know, we had like a sporting news subscription and Sports Illustrated, and as soon as I got word of what, what Barry Sanders was, was doing at Oklahoma State, 300 yards a game and just having such a, an incredible Heisman season – I fell in love with Barry, and then uh, obviously, you know, as soon as he hit the hit the hit the scene, and and uh, for the Lions, um, you know, I spent you know ten years of my life, you know, Thanksgiving one of my favorite days of the year, just because you got to see Barry play, right? So, uh, but fast forward to about 1995, again, had the Sporting News newspaper, you know, pull. Uh, Actually, rewind a couple years. So I remember watching like a Sports Center segment where they talked about fantasy football, and I thought, "Well, that's interesting." You know, I grew on growing up loving sports, obsessed with like you know baseball cards, and obviously with that, stats were such a huge deal. So at an early age, I became obsessed with statistics, and then I see this report on Sports Center about you know fantasy football, and I love football, I love stats. Um, you know, playing sports myself, I always kept stats. When I'd play video games before video games even did that, I would keep stats actually playing the video games. And so I opened up the sporting news. It said, it was 1995. It said, you know, fantasy football challenge, right? And I, and I remember thinking, okay, when I, I heard about fantasy football, this is, is a cool thing. I got to do this. And so it was this, uh, this newspaper deal. You basically would send in your, your lineups. I got my mom's credit card to, and she fortunately helped me out, you know, getting to play. Um, and I was pretty young, but, but I got signed up. I had my girlfriend at the time, who's, who's not my wife, but this was uh, early high school. Um, her, her parents had a fax machine. And so I could get the results sent to me via fax, you know, so I was always there bright and early Wednesday morning or what I think it was Wednesdays when I get the results from the, from the, the weekly contest. When I'd hear that fax machine, it was just the, the coolest thing, right? Because I knew those those numbers were coming through. And so it was a sporting news, cha- sporting news challenge. It was like a rotisserie style thing where you basically, it was a, a league of 25 people and it was just cumulative stats. 
And so then you had a league and then you had a conference and then, you know, grand prizes and all that. But out of 25, I took first place. And so I, I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. So I was obsessed with fantasy at that, at that stage. Uh, that's where it all started, 1995. Man, that talk about a totally different world, uh, having to send in your roster and then having to wait for the fax machine. And the, nowadays we just just <laughs> sitting on the toilet checking your rosters on the on, you know on your phone and everything. Well, yeah, I know. And the coolest thing is, at the same time, I had a um, I had a part time job at Napa Auto Parts, right? Stocking shelves, just go there after school and work for a few hours. And I picked up on some of the full time people, like the people that would. That would pick the um, shelves, uh, pick the stop the parts and whatnot. I picked up that they were in a fantasy football league, and so I had just gotten off of playing this great game. That, but I really, obviously, wanted to play in a league, and so I would leave. I would purposely leave little notes of statistics, jotting down players around their stations, so that they would, you know, wonder who it was that was, you know, such a football fan and, and you know, fantasy minded. Just to elicit an invite. And sure enough, it, it, it worked. And so I got invited into that league, played in it for a few years. And it, it was, and this was again still, you know, on paper, you know, live draft and, you know, call in the commissioner for your results and tally up the scores in the newspapers. And even then, I mean, it was just, so, it was so much fun. I knew it was going to be a big part of my life. So that's cool. You can, I, I mean, you have a story into how you even wiggled your way into your first true, like, in-person league and everything like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 Do you? Okay. So you said the first one in 95, that was like rotisserie. So are we talking like, um, like almost like salary cap style or how, how did it, how did it work? Exactly. Yeah. It was, it was, as far as I remember, it was so long ago. No, it, it was, <laughs> it was salary cap. Like you had a cap and you had to um, select your players each week. So was it, it was the cap adjusted as the stat, you know, like as a player's progressed throughout the year or was it stagnant the whole time? No, I think I recall, I think as far as I recall, I believe that the, um, the numbers, the, the numbers were, the costs were, were changed every week. And so you had to kind of reset a lineup. Yeah, I mean, as far as I remember, it would make sense. But at the same time, you know, without the instant digital type of age, you know, dealing with the newspaper and everything like that, I was curious if they how quick they could turn that around, you know? Yeah, no, and I, and that's, you know, it's, it's kind of foggy. But um, I think that I think that on the on the result sheet that I would get, um, which, again, I don't know how, what what everyone else was doing for their stats. I think that you would um, I don't know if they would send it off they would maybe mail it to you i don't it was crazy but um uh but yeah then i would you just call in i think some hotline and and list your players and and it someone was doing it someone someone was tallying it up for you yeah i mean again it's it's something that you know as it progressed through the years i remember one guy telling me before about how it's a league that still is going now it's like a buddy from work but they have been playing since i don't know the I think it was even the 80s. It could have been a little earlier, and I'm not sure exactly when it was. But back when you had, yeah, wait for the newspaper to come out, look at the box scores. It's basically just touchdowns, and then he would have to call everybody and give them like the you know the updates. And this is landline, you know, with the rotary telephone and everything, probably. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, funny. <laughs> but I mean, it's so as it as it's progressing. As you've been playing for so long, when it. Like when when the online version was available, like what what was that like for you? Did you jump in right away, or is it something that you just kind of dip your toes into? 
No, that was and that was again another another good story. Is I I, um, I had just started uh, chiropractic school in 2001, and that was the first time where I was aware that there was online right with Yahoo, and so getting together in this new class of, with students, I thought it was right you know right ahead of it was in the summertime essentially. I thought, gosh, what would be a better way to get to meet these people and get to know them better is to start a fantasy football league. And so I invited, you know, everybody in the class to, to, you know, find out who was interested. And we started a fantasy football league 2001, um, on Yahoo. And that was the first time I played online. And so this is so cool because all of our years in school, the same group would play fantasy baseball, basketball, football year round. I and mean, we would spend more time in the computer lab, you know, setting rosters and waiver wires than we would studying. So it was, it was a huge part of, of, of that, um, of that schooling, uh, is just us and our friends. And that's kind of the, the, the league that I'm kind of known for, um, with the commissioner stuff is, uh, was, was that league established in 2001 on Yahoo. And then, um, uh, and then the group kind of changed a little bit. Once I moved back home, we kind of, um, we we changed. I, I really wanted that like it was I don't know, 2009 or so where I really wanted to switch over to just all in person live. So we kind of we made a big conversion of the league, um, and and the rest is is history. <laughs> so okay. So first off, I was curious why you called yourself the doctor, but now I guess I know as a, as a chiropractic physician and everything like that. I mean, is that that is something that you still practice or no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's my. Uh, that's my day job, but I've been a commissioner longer than I've been a chiropractor. So, <laughs> yes, <laughs> it, <it's>, uh, <laughs> could you? So, do you, when you watching the games or like the injuries and things like that, do you actually have a keen eye? Like that can help you with your um, analysis as far as okay, yeah, they they'll be back, but you know what, they're probably going to be decoy or that type of thing. Yeah, certainly. I mean, obviously, with my with my understanding of, of physiology and anatomy. Uh, it, it definitely helps. And I, and I think for anybody that's, that's, that's interested in fantasy and playing fantasy, um, dialing into those, those content creators and resources that do, you know, deal with injuries. I think it's, it does give you a competitive advantage when you, um, when you have an awareness of, of, or when you're listening to, to the experts in the injury analysis department. Um, so for me, yeah, I, mean, I think it's great. I think it really, really helps. Yeah. I'm with you. I mean, as, I mean, one of the, Probably the most recognizable one is uh, Stefania Bell, as far as like the injury, and you know when her her segment pops on, especially when it's in season, it's like oh okay, I gotta stop doing what I'm doing. Maybe don't have it on double speed, take it back to regular speed, so I can see what's going on here, kind of thing. So yeah, I understand that. Oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, Stefania is she's the best. She's wonderful. So I mean, I even seen that. It looks like in some of your photos here, like there was a this fantasy fantasy football ranking somewhere, something like you look. Were you on set somewhere with him? Like there's other there's other photos. You're on set other places. Is this how did you get into these places like this? Uh, okay, so, I mean, this it's a long story. So here <laughs> we are. Um, so okay, so around like I said, around 2009, somewhere around there. Uh, a friend of mine and, and myself, we, we kind of started to brainstorm. So I look back on previous fantasy experiences. Again, we did our home leagues, you know, or we did our home league, you know, from that school league, so much fun. Um, but I had played in some other leagues. I had encountered, you know, 
the best that fantasy had to offer. But then I also saw some weird, strange things that occurred. So one time I was in this kind of a high stakes league. It was kind of like my my big league that I was most you know passionate about. Fun league, great league. But one year the commissioner kind of ran off with the money. So I think he had maybe spent it and didn't uh, didn't have it to replenish. And so he went dark. I mean, I think it all ended up getting worked out. But that happened in a league of mine. And I was like, that's that's strange. And then I remember playing in a league that just completely blew up because someone was mad about some trash talk. Uh, and they just dropped their whole team. Um, didn't like that experience too much. It kind of threw off the league. And then, and then I remember another league where where there was a stat correction and a play and a manager just got so irate at the commissioner because he thought that the commissioner was messing with the, with the numbers. Right. So I had those experiences where I thought, you know, I need to take this in my own hands and, and try to create the, the best league that I can. And that's what inspired us to do more live local. I gathered, you know, friends from junior high, elementary school, high school, college, family members and we basically put together this league um, in 2009 and then 2011 I believe is when we first went live and so um, so with that I um, I just went crazy on the draft I thought let's just make this the best league in the whole world and so I I had this you know big speeches and lots of decorations at the draft and just kind of blew people's minds when it came to what they expected the league was going to be like and then what what happened. And then each year after that, I just kind of I ramped it up, you know, with decorations and trophies and speeches and just making the draft experience more elaborate. And so um, so I did that for multiple years. We started making, you know, videos on YouTube and just trying to make the league as, as fun as possible. And then, then ESPN and Pizza Hut put together this contest to name the Commissioner of the Year. Right. So that's, that's what, you know, you recall with the NFFC experience, right? Meeting me right there. So, um, I, uh, was again, just passionate commissioner. And this contest came up and I thought, wow, this would be so much fun because the grand prize was, I mean, it'll, it just blows your mind. Basically, they, they gave me like a, like a $10,000 commissioner of the year ring. Um, the red jacket was like a custom made, like commissioner of the year jacket. They flew me and a friend out to, to New York City and then they picked us up, you know, in a town car, drove us out to, to ESPN in Bristol, Connecticut to spend the full day out there, um, with, um, with all the ESPN fantasy people during their ranking summit. So, so basically they had the contest commissioner of the year. So it was called commissioner of the week. They basically named a commissioner of the week each week of the season. Um, and then they would take those 16 winners and basically had a, you know, had a, judging panel that selected the grand prize winner so there was they did a show you know online field yates hosted this show and they announced the winner and and sure enough i won and so for me you know growing up obsessed with espn you know my whole life i you know when i was a kid i just wanted to be dan patrick or chris berman and i mean it was ever espn was everything to me so and then again, falling into the fact, the, the commissioner deal and, and just being so passionate with the commissioner experience. Um, it was so surreal to go to ESPN and, and collect all these, these awards and, and meet these, these great people. Um, and so it really inspired me to, to like want to do more, right? In fantasy. Um, you know, I was obviously busy with career and, 
and all that. I wasn't aware of so many people that existed within the community, the community, the fantasy community. I didn't know there was all these, you know, extra sites and, you know, websites and, and, uh, you know, content creators outside of like, you know, the Yahoo people or the ESPN people. So, um, so that's where I ended up going to like the national fantasy football convention. I met you there. That was a, such a cool event. And I, and I went with a couple of my buddies, league mates. Um, and we had such a great time because with that commissioner of the year award and winning that, I, you know, I connected with so many people in the industry, um, you know, all across the spectrum and, and met so many great people and got so much support with that. So when I went down there to that national fantasy football convention, you know, I got to meet all these people in person that I, you know, I had interacted with just a ton, you know, the fantasy footballers or, you know, Brad Evans, um, Brandon Bunston, Liz Loza, Stefania Bell, um, got to, you know, some Matthew Berry. Um, you know, obviously I spent time at ESPN with Stefania and Matthew and Field Yates. And then I got to see them again down in, in Texas. And it was just such a great experience. And so again, meeting all those people inspired me to, again, just try to want to do more in fantasy. And so that led to, the follow-up year after the NFFC, we went to SportsCon. So again, met a lot of new people in fantasy. And I believe at that time I had I had started Fantasy Football Unlimited. And so the passion behind that was basically to help um, promote, you know, all these great content creators and people within the industry that the that, that normal players of fantasy don't know exist, right? So you know, even though, you know, if you're diehard fantasy, you know, you know, obviously, you know, all the big names, but you know, the fantasy footballers, but there's a lot of people that play fantasy that just have no idea that, that all these great creators exist. And so I thought, you know, I love supporting these people. I love, you know, you know, sharing their content. And so I wanted to create a kind of a portal into the industry where I could showcase, you know, all the different resources in fantasy and help people. You just kind of fall deeper in love with, with the game. So through that, I also then I joined the uh, Fantasy Sports Gaming Association, um, got to meet a ton of people. So I've been to, you know, multiple conferences, um, just met a lot of great people. You know, I've been down to Arizona, I've met, you know, went to the ballers, the footballer studio and, and got to spend some time with them. And I've seen, you know, I've seen all these people in multiple cities and had a lot of fun, great nights with these guys. And, and so it's, it's just so much fun. It's a dream come true to kind of be a part of the the community and and within the industry. Yeah, it's kind of cool how the the journey kind of like sparked from. Hey, I kind of want to, you know, put recognition out there to some people that they wouldn't necessarily know. And like you said, your, your website going on fantasyfootballunlimited.com for the listener here. I mean, you go to the different buttons. I'm just looking at. Okay, here's fantasy resources. I'm clicking on that, and then as soon as I click on it, boom! Now there's a whole bunch of different resources that come up. I go to podcasts, and you get like a bunch of different podcasts, and then you like, it's just it's like a um, I don't know, like a directory for fantasy, all things fantasy football. It's pretty neat how you decided to put that together there. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, again, that's that's you know that's what it's all about. I just, again, I I love the industry and with 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 meeting so many great people. I love the people so much. Um, the Fantasy Football Expo is a couple, you know, we've done that a couple years, last couple years. That's that event that they do out in, in Canton, Ohio, um, led by Bob Lung. Um, he puts together this expo where just all the creators and, and diehard fantasy football community people go to Canton, go to the Hall of Fame and, and spend a weekend 
um, just having having an absolute blast. And so, again, feel very fortunate to be able to have attended all these events and met all these great people. Um, and so, it just kind of brings more and more out of what I want to do with Fantasy Football Limited. Yeah, and that was one of the things I wanted to ask you about was the Fantasy Football Expo. So that's a yearly thing in Canton. It's not like it's a rotating by cities. No. So yeah, the expo is is at the home of the Hall of Fame, right? That's where Bob Lung lives. He just invites the entire fantasy community to come and uh, and celebrate the the game. Uh, and it's 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 grown each year. Um, it's I mean, it's just it's the absolute best best to to attend. You meet so many great people, and it's it's so much fun. So that National Fantasy Football Convention that so we uh, that I met you in Dallas is that something that is still going or did they, did they shut that down yeah so it went that one well first that originated that was going to be the you know like the person who put that on was tony romo's cousin right so there was the controversy back in the day where tony romo wanted to attend a, a or to ha- to host a, a fantasy football convention and the nfl shut him down mm. and so so eventually they were able to get that to work um they put together a such a fun event i mean that first that event we went to all the players and, and, you know, all the fantasy industry experts and analysts. That was just a great event. Um, I don't know how, you know, how, how it performed, you know, when it comes to the finances and all that. I know they shifted from there to turn it into SportsCon, which was going to be basically broadening it out to, to more sports. So I did go to that the next year, had a great time, and then it stopped. And I don't know, I believe the next summer was might have been that uh, might have been the covid year because yeah, it was COVID, 2018 they, yeah so so it might have been covid that that stopped it um and then from there it hasn't hasn't gone on but i did there is an event i've seen it i've seen information on an event that's supposed to happen in las vegas in june of 2023 or something like that that's called fantasy con or something like that i saw I that too yeah when i was looking online i don't know if it's related or not it doesn't i don't you know the person that i saw directing that doesn't seem to be the same as as uh, the other one but maybe that's something but i don't know that's that's a busy time of year i know the expo is is what a lot of people are really focused on yeah uh, that was the one to. that looked like it was more consistent and if you're say a general fan or whatever that might be the place to go plus then I saw on the website if you get the premium package, it also gives you a Hall of Fame pass for like a day or something. There's a multiple. It's like really, really, uh, what do you want to say? Uh, there's a lot of value to that one ticket that it has. It, it, no, seriously, it is, the, it is the best event. I mean, basically Friday, Saturday, Sunday, there's there's things going on. There's, you know, pre-expo parties and uh, and there's a, they have like a flag football competition and they have, you know, draft night out. There's just so many different elements to that and then on sunday they actually have the expo where they're having panels and and people talking and they have you know obviously content creators galore so many and then but then there's also fans that are coming into that event now more and more um, which is which is awesome and so if you are just you know a fan of fantasy football content and love the creators within the space Going out to Canton, experiencing the Hall of Fame, attending the event, um, I highly recommend it. Yeah, I'd like to go to that one this year. And to to tell you how serious I was back then, 
uh, that 2018, like about a week before then I had my kidney taken out, but I still went to that event and I went to the fantasy footballers live event. Cause I, I had the tickets. I'm oh like, gosh. man, I really want to go and meet, you know, meet these guys and stuff. So wow. yeah, <laughs> I wasn't supposed to be walking around at, at, at a big major event like that, but against doctors. Oh, orders. that's incredible. So I talking to a doctor, <laughs> I, I probably that. shouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so okay, so that conference, I mean, I'm I'm doing a little bit of thing here. It's a bit that I do on my other show called The Football History Dude. Um let's see if you can see this in the thing. I don't know if you catch that DeLorean right there. So, yeah, for sure. Typically, I mean, you even mentioned 1985 at one point, so that was when this movie came out. Um any rate, you already did the whole spiel. I was going to have you go back in time and bring me to what Fantasy Football Unlimited is. So how about now let's go into the future instead. Uh, the podcast that it looked like you had started, is this something that you will in 2023 launch? Yeah, yeah. So I'm really excited about that. Uh, the tricky thing in my world is just finding finding time. So I've been really trying to be creative with figuring out you know ways I can really do all the things that I want to do within the fantasy space. Um, lots, you know, in the works with that, but, um, but yeah, so the, I'm really excited about the podcast. Um, really want to, you know, I feel like the word unlimited, even though Russell Wilson kind of messed it up, um, (laughs) with the whole Mr. Unlimited (laughs) thing. Um, I feel like it's a great word to describe, you know, how I see fantasy and, and all the, you know, all the excitement that fantasy brings to people's lives. Um, to me, celebrating the fantasy football experience is, is what I'm all about. I love the league experience. I love um, every aspect of, of that. Um, I love the content. I love the entertainment. Uh, and so, um, with the podcast, I really look am looking at doing you know tons of industry interviews. But I'd love to obviously branch outside of the industry. Anybody that's that's you know that's that loves playing the fan- fantasy football, I'd love to to get them on and, and to hear their stories. And so. But there's also a lot of things I want to get into on the commissioner side. You know, there's there's a lot of advice and recommendations that I have on that front. Um, but I think the commissioner, you know, league the league experience is just a great, you know, a great thing to talk about amongst people that that are passionate about it. So so much content that I that I'm excited to to come out with for with the podcast, um, and that's just going to get you know get more and more more active as we as we progress. So then that makes sense why one of the episodes uh commish unlimited and everything like that then. <laughs> yes, for sure. For so sure. I think that the 360 view will be, you know, kind of cool for the the listener that's not just it sounds like you're not just another ranking show. You're going to talk about like the experience of fantasy football that we all know and love and think about all day long all year long kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't mind sharing, you know, my advice and, and analysis and recommendations for players, but that's, you know, that's not my my passion within the industry. I love, you know, I respect all the people that that do just dive so deep into the content, into the analysis, and I really want to showcase those people and 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 help spread the word about all the different resources within the industry. So that's again, that's kind of the the primary focus on everything fantasy football limited is to share and highlight the resources within fantasy that that are out there that that people don't know of you know again when i think of you know the average fantasy football player you know they're they're listening to um advice from the from the league site host you know the provide the analysts from that that site uh they're not they're not really aware that there's other people out there and so I'm aware of those people now, and and I've become acutely aware of how many great people are out there, just totally dedicated to fantasy. So if I can share, 
you know, share their, you know, their resources and content and spark, you know, more interest from people that didn't know they exist, but dive right in and it, it impacts how they, how much they love the game. Then that's, that's what it's all about. If I can get one person to, to find a, a, a creator that they, you know, that they love and are passionate about and are excited to engage with, then that's what, it, you know, that's what does it for me. Yeah. I mean, I'll, so what I was going to ask and I have to other interview guests so far is like, what's your fantasy football superpower or something like that? Your claim to fame, but basically you just gave it to me. I mean, like that is your, you're, if you're in one of those board games, you're like the support unit that, you know, maybe you're not <laughs> the front line, you're not this, but you're the medic or something that's like bringing everybody and making sure everything moves forward. So let's take that analogy then and give me, because you've been in the industry for so long from a very, I guess you could say observant point of view. What's some of the biggest changes you've seen over the last twenty years or so, or even, geez, you've been thirty years. Give it, give me the past thirty years change in <laughs> fantasy football. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, night and day when it comes to you know, write you know, writing down your lineups and getting your stats from the newspaper. But if we get you know, we get past that point, just think of the you know, the internet. Obviously, um, there's just been so much change, especially over the last, you know, five to eight years in regards to the amount of people creating content. And it totally coincides with social media and with, you know, the, you know, the development of these social platforms and, and the ability for people to just create content and put it out there. Um, that wasn't an option back in the day. So, um, so once it, it became a thing, you know, we, we've seen an explosion of, of content creators. Um, I think that looking that looking back to like COVID, you know, there was a, a lot of people that really dove into the industry, uh, and that's kind of where I, I you know really started putting together these these um, creators on the site and you know, links to all these different people, and and I have on, honestly seen a lot of people stop right over you know once they get back to to real life, and and uh, there's a lot of people that have come and gone within the space. Um, which is unfortunate, but I think that's kind of natural, you know, for something like this. But, but yeah, the biggest thing to me is just the explosion of content creators and seeing all the things that people are doing on all the different, you know, social media sites. Um, it's really cool to me. I mean, again, it, it really allows you to, to have a lot of options in regards to who you listen to, who you, who you listen to and who you follow and who you, you, you connect with, um, and who you vibe with. Um, so I think it's great. You know, just tons of content, so much more content than we could ever imagine, you know, in fantasy. Looking back, I never would have, you know, expected this much amount, this much information. Yeah, and because it's cool, too, with the individual creators, like you said, even 15 years ago, they didn't have that ability to just pop open your phone. I guess maybe 15 years because the iPhone or whatever. It wasn't that long. It was not that long ago where they couldn't do it. And um, that leads us to the next DeLorean question. So now you get to flash forward 20 years into the future and you get to predict uh, kind of open-ended question, but like where you see either fantasy football or some other change that's different than what it is now. Yeah. And I have been for really fortunate to, to, um, to be a member of the fantasy uh, sports gaming association, FSGA. So I do get a lot of industry, you know, information. Uh, in regards to you know where things might be going and all that, and obviously sports betting is is a huge thing in America that's going to be just keep you know growing and growing, getting into all you know different states and 
mobile wagering and all that kind of stuff. So I think there's going to be, you know, just a lot more of that. But I feel like fantasy will will continue to grow with that um, just because fantasy is just a, it's a different experience, right? The the fantasy league experience you can't replicate with with gambling, right? It's just it's such a, a fun journey that you can share with others um, during a, a, the f- course of the season. Obviously, you know DFS is is you know a twist to fantasy. It's but it's still that's lacking when it comes to the the fantasy experience that I love. So I think it's just going to continue to grow, you know, more, you know, I think more and more people are going to just play the game, you know, whether it's at their offices or, or family leagues and whatnot. Um, but there will be definitely more of an infusion of like the, you know, player props and uh, gambling uh, on broadcasts and all that kind of stuff. I mean, just the fact that like, like this year with Matthew Barry getting involved with, um, with uh, NBC and being on on uh, football night in America, um, such an amazing thing for fantasy, but definitely a, a you know it shows kind of where things are going to go in the future. And, and even on his broadcast, you know he'll touch on some some betting and prop player props that kind of stuff information within those those telecasts. And I think that will will kind of go to all different networks and continue to to move forward with fantasy. Yeah, I mean, I could see a lot. That's kind of been one of the common answers too that I've gotten this along the lines of like, uh, just the 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 sports betting world keeps going. Plus, then also there's going to be the like you said, just more and more access. I'm just curious what's going to ultimately be like that. I don't know. Next innovative thing that no one saw coming, like when we first got the internet to play fantasy football, or whoa, I can actually do a draft on my phone now while I'm walking around in the park, you know, like I'm curious, like what's going to be the next innovative thing, you know? Oh, I am too. I would love to, uh, to, to know. <laughs> well, for other reasons, because monetarily speaking, yeah, that might be an advantage yeah. to us both, but I'm um, so for sure. let's give last words of wisdom to the listener of the show, but let's talk about through the lens of somebody who thinks fantasy football truly is unlimited. <laughs> Again, just, Appreciate the game, right? The the game, the league experience. Uh, that's what fantasy is all about. That's what that's what brought pe- most people to this game, right? It's it's that that maximizing the league experience and, and doing things to help engagement in your league um, is going to make everyone in the league experience the game at a higher level. And to me, the best way to 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 have a successful league is to is to just be active in, in engagement do things for, you know, whether it's power rankings or weekly, um, you know, weekly uh, commentary on matchups or something, you know, commissioners really should step up to, to help bring everybody together. Because when that, when everyone's jiving in a, in a, in a league and everyone's on the same page and, and engagement's at a high level, the fantasy experience is, is at its best. And so the more and more leagues find success and, and have, have, fun with what they're doing the more the game of fantasy will spread and and to me i i think the world's a better place when people are playing fantasy and enjoying the game so the more people playing the better there you go a fantasy football chiropractic superstar commissioner of the year and just a straight up hardcore fantasy football fan and i hope you enjoyed this interview and all of the episodes actually that we've had over here on this show so far I mean, this was episode five. We've been kicking it for over a month now. 
And if you did enjoy this episode, well, I kindly ask you maybe to consider leaving an honest rating and review. And of course, you know, you got to tell your friends while you're at it. But speaking of telling your friends, next week's guest was sort of brought up in this episode. We're going to talk to Bob Long, the founder of the Fantasy Football Expo over in Canton, Ohio. But for now, dudes, I'm through if you're through. Thank you for listening to this episode of Fantasy Football Origin Stories. To make sure you're the first to get the next episode, please make sure to mash that little subscribe or follow button on your podcast player of choice, then head over to the website for the show notes and more Fantasy Football Origin Stories. That's at FantasyFootballOriginStories.com. And remember, dudes, where we're going, we don't need roads. Great.